Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 7, amen. And we'll begin our reading at verse 7. It says, and when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition hmm, as the Gentiles do. See? For they suppose that they will be heard. This is why we need Lord to teach us to pray. Because we have followed our Gentile brothers and sisters. Amen. Watch what he says. He says, and while he, he says, and for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them. For your father, ooh, knows what you need. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Before you ask him. So then, this is how you pray. He says, verse 9. I'm going to deal with 9 and 10 today. Pray then in this way. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, teach me. To pray. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Your name is awesome. Your name is wonderful. Lord, as I've prepared this message, I had to repent for the way that I approach you. God, forgive us now. Lord, we didn't know, but today we're going to find out how to pray. I ask now in the name of Jesus that you would stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice, God. Allow me, Holy Spirit, to teach with clarity, to preach the uncompromising word of God, and then touch the lives of your people, Lord. Lord, we want to change, Lord. We don't want to be the same anymore. Would you teach us, Lord, how to pray? In Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, ushers. Thank you. If you need a Bible, the ushers, they have Bibles available. Lord, teach me to pray. Amen. Amen. Lord, teach me. Amen. To pray. It's interesting because I counsel quite a bit. I do quite a bit of counseling in the ministry that God has given us. He has really given us a ministry of counseling. And most of the times when I deal with clients, one of the things that I realize, one of the things I know, one of the things I see is that they don't really know how to pray. We've heard and we've seen and we've read possibly a lot of different techniques on how to pray. Many people have a desire to pray and when they try to pray, it just they don't know what to say. Have you ever been there? Where you, you know, you 
you know, we, we, we imitate what we hear. You know, um, you know we, we call on God's name, but do we really know what we're doing when we're praying? So, so I want to sort out a few things today. And uh, one of the things that I told you last week, if I wanted an example of how to, be a, how to take care of my mother, I would have looked to Jesus. And it's interesting that this verse, Jesus, Jesus here is teaching us actually what to say in our prayer. Now, throughout the Bible, you find mentioned many times over that Jesus would seclude himself. He would go to a place to pray. So it tells me that Jesus relied heavily on prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but ever since we've been praying on the prayer line, I've watched new people come to church. Come on, somebody. I've, I've watched people get saved in the last month and a half. I've, amen. I, I mean, I, I'm seeing some things that that I thought that was not even possible. I, I, I realized that prayer is the key to unlocking whatever your heart's desire from God. I, I mean, you know, and, and I realized that it's one of the most important things in the life of the believer. Now, you may say, well, you know what, I, you know, when I studied this, I said to myself, man, maybe, you know, I've been, I've been probably winging it. I've been winging it, man. I, you know, I've looked at this. I've, I've heard, everybody know this. Now, if you have children or grandchildren, uh, teach them this. Teach them this prayer. Teach it to them when they're about this big, you know what I mean? So that when they get older, they'll never, they'll never leave them. But this is Jesus telling us. How to pray, right? And, and, and how many of you have actually prayed this prayer? Amen. All of us have, right? Right? All of us probably at some point we've said our father, right? But have you ever really zeroed in on what's being said in the prayer? That's the question. And so, and so today we're going to take an expositional look at it to see what this prayer has to offer us, but we're asking God, Lord, teach me. Come on, somebody. Teach me to pray. So here, here's some questions I formulated. How do I pray? How do I know that my prayer is being heard? <laughs> Am I doing it right? And the last question is, here's the last question. Seriously, I want you to ask yourself this question. Who taught you how to pray? It's a good question. Now, some of you say, well, my grandmama taught me to pray. My mama taught me to pray. You know what I mean? Some of us, I mean, nobody's really saying, well, this is how you do it. But Jesus, before he does anything, the first thing he taught us is how to pray. 
Now, if you look at verse, verse 7, you see something. All through this chapter, and I, you know, I went through some of this before. All through this chapter, we find that he says, and when you are praying, so, so we're learning something about the dynamics of prayer here, right? Look what he said. He said, when you're praying, do not use meaningless. You know, sometimes we pray and we fall asleep. We fall asleep praying. Like, what did I say? I ain't pointing no fingers. You, Lord, I'm praying for China. What? What you said? Because <laughs> we pray every night before we go to bed, right? <laughs> and sometimes. <laughs> Amen. The kids, I got some witnesses to testify. <laughs> Amen. I'd be like, what's this, what did she say? <laughs> and then sometimes I say, yeah, we keep asking for the same thing. It's time to change up the prayer. You find what I'm saying? Because yeah, Lord, thank you tonight. Go, go versus we go to bed tonight. Protect this home in Jesus' name. You know, I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, what I'm saying is prayer is such a holy thing, but yet it's something that we do so loosely, right? And, and, and what was happening with these Pharisees, right? They would sit back and say stuff like, oh, gracious and heavenly, godly, Jesus, darling son, Jesus, you're so magnificent and awesome and wonderful and God, you're so pontificous and you stats, you sit high, you look low, you and you know, you start off your prayer. That's what they would do. And they would start off their prayer with a whole bunch of accolades that meant nothing to God. So what that tells me is that sometimes we can be praying with lips, but our hearts doesn't mean what we're praying. Isn't that something? And, and, and listen, look, he says, don't be like, he says, meaningless repetition as the Gentiles. Now, now the Gentiles, you know who the Gentiles are, right? Lost people, us, <laughs> amen. We are Gentiles. But for some reason, they felt like if we keep repeating ourselves over, and sometimes that's what we think, that if we keep repeating ourselves over and 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 over again, watch this, you can do that, but does it have meaning behind it? Right? Because if you're going to change you and I have to understand that one of the key things to unlocking our change is our prayer life. I'm talking about praying. Listen, and, and you, you sense the presence of God and you, you walk away when you open your eyes. I believe we've been treating prayer like a drive through Come on, somebody. We've been treating prayer like a microwave. We want to do it quickly, we want to do it fast, and we want to be done with it, but yet we want magnificent results in our lives. Come on, somebody. If you put in a little, you're going to get a little. Are you with me? 
Look what he says. He says, he says, don't be like them because for they suppose that they will be heard. For what? There are many words. So I'm saying to myself, wow, man, I, I spend hours in prayer. And I'm like, man, God said it doesn't take all that. Now, I'm not saying spending hours in prayer. That's a great discipline if you develop it. Right? You know, because I don't just, when I'm in prayer, I'm not just praying all the time. I'm, I'm studying the word. I'm reading the scriptures. And I'm appropriating my request to God. I do it with cats, confession, adoration, thanksgiving, supplication. That's how I present my, my that's how I do my spiritual disciplines, right? But here's the thing. They wanted to, they thought that using a lot of words, and sometimes we think that using a whole lot of words in our prayer time Amen. It's going to somehow get God's attention. Listen, don't wait till you're going through. Hello, somebody. And you are at the brink of, amen, being broke and broken and you have lost everything so that you will take prayer seriously. Listen, God can change you if you ask him to teach you how to pray. The text says, look what he says. He says, so do not, this is the part that really got me about this. Watch this. So do not be like them. In other words, who you imitate. Come on, somebody. Who you imitate is very important. I want to say it one more time. He says, who you, he says, do not be what? Like them. What were they doing? They were using meaningless, repetitious words, and they thought that they wanted to be heard and seen at the same time. But he says, don't be like them for your, this is the part that really gets me, for your father knows what you what. Can I tell you something? It's time to stop praying for money. It's time to stop worrying about how you're going to pay the rent. It's time for you to stop worrying. If you, I mean, you're a child of God in here today. How many of you are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit in you? Come on, somebody. And if you are, and your father knows what you need, then shouldn't we not be praying about some more important stuff? Like, God, save my family. Come on, somebody. God, mend my relationships. God, change me on the inside. God, transform me, God. Lord, I, I don't like the way I talk sometimes. I, I don't like the way I act sometimes. I don't like what I think about sometimes. Listen, oftentimes people only use prayer, watch this, to talk to God about what they want from him. God says, listen, I already know about that. And if you got a father in heaven that already knows all that you need, come on somebody, you ought to be rejoicing today to say, God, thank you for what you're going to give me because I know you already know. Turn to your neighbor and say, he knows. He knows. And if God already, listen, this is not the first time he's told us he knows. Amen. If you read on in chapter 6, he'll tell you around verse 33 that if you seek first his kingdom and righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. So nothing catches God by surprise. But saints, I believe that we have not really been praying the way we should be praying. We've been asking for stuff that God already knows about. Tell him something he don't know. 
Come on, somebody. He doesn't, he knows everything anyways, but he just wants you to acknowledge that you've fallen short. Acknowledge that, come on, somebody, that you really need him. Acknowledge that you need and to depend on him, that you need to trust him more, that you need to rely on him, that Lord, show me how to walk by faith. Show me how to apply your word. See, we're praying about stuff that we're going to die and leave right here. Am I right about it? Listen, you're worried about how God's going to take care of you? God says, I got you. But you will never know how I can take care of you if you still keep focusing on the things that really I've already taken care of. You and I have to trust him. This is where trust comes in. He says, watch this, he says, do, you, do not be like them for your heavenly father knows what you need before you ask. Before I open my mouth to ask him, have you, have God, has God ever blessed you like that? Give you stuff, you didn't don't, don't even ask for it, he gave it to you. And right when you're about to say it, he get see, these are the moments that you have to put in your faith file. The things you've asked God for, and before you know it, you got it. That, to me, is amazing. And that proves that the scriptures is real. And somebody here today, I want to tell you, you got to trust God. Take him at his word. Watch this. But you got to learn how to pray. You got to learn, you got to learn prayer is not to be used to build a reputation for godliness, but solely for engagement with God. We engage with God through prayer. And here's the thing, if I know that he knows what we need before we ask him, then Jesus says, I want you to model the way I need you to pray. So let's look at it. Number one, he says, pray then this way. Now, now notice he says, pray then, the then is like a therefore, in this what? Way. So in other words, God, Jesus gave us a pattern. Oh, come on, somebody. You know what? When I studied this, I was like, man, golly, man, I should be praying really I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this model now. And I started Friday. I started, I get my message ready on Thursday, right? And Friday I started, I said, man, I want to, I want to. He says, pray then this way. So I, I, I got to stop worrying about how I'm going to make it. Listen, I, I got to stop worrying about bills. I got to stop worrying about money. I got to stop worrying about all these things, you know, my future, my career. You know why? Now, now here's the thing. I'm not telling you to not be concerned about it about as far as going forward. But what I'm trying to tell you is if I have an assurance from Jesus, is that not Jesus talking? Isn't it read in your Bible? I think it's read in my Bible. And he says, this is the intriguing part of that verse. For your father knows 
You know what that, you know what that alludes to? His omniscience. That he knows everything. How many believe that he knows everything? How many of you can really set your mind on the fact? So you know what you got to pray for? God, help me to trust you. Help me to believe what the scripture says. So he says, so pray then this way. So I got to change the way I pray, right? He says, our father who is in heaven. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know that. I read that a thousand times. But what Jesus was saying is this. If you're going to pray, dim these lights right here. Bring these lights down. All the way. Thank you, sir. So, so, so let me get my first point. The first thing we got to do, we must pray that we would first acknowledge our Heavenly Father. See, I don't know if I can stress this point and how important it is. Because oftentimes, for some reason, we think God is right, you know, like reduced down to where we are. In other words, we pray to a God that we never acknowledge. We, we must first acknowledge him as what? I, 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 we have to acknowledge, Lord, you are, listen, think about him, that he's your heavenly father and that he's sovereign. Think about this. Many people talk to him but never acknowledge him. So he wants you to say, he says, pray then this way, our father who is in heaven. Father, I know that you are in heaven. Father, with all respect, see, to acknowledge him, to reverence him, to adore him. Come on, somebody. But, but I realize that I just start off my prayer. Lord, thank you for this day. You ever notice that? You ever notice how we start off our prayer? We don't start off our prayer with reverence for our heavenly father. We just say, God, and we thank you. And Lord, and then we go, we go on with our requests. But we, don't, we, we, we oftentimes do not acknowledge him. Father, Father, most holy. The word there, when it says who is in heaven, means that he's near Watch this, or more remote, amen? In other words, that he is near to you even when you don't know he's near, he's near. But to acknowledge him as my father means that I am totally surrendering myself to him and I'm giving him free reign in my life to run and to rule and whatever he desires, Lord, teach me to pray. The first thing I got to learn if I'm going to pray is to acknowledge him, Lord, you are my father. Lord, you are my father. 
Lord, I acknowledge you as sovereign. I, I, I acknowledge you as in control. I, I acknowledge that you have hung the moon and the stars. I, I know you've orchestrated things in my life. I know you're my parent. I know I do not run my life. Let me realize this today that you are my father. Our father who's in heaven. He's not on earth. He's in heaven. He's in heaven sitting there. Earth is his dwelling. Uh, heaven is his dwelling place. Earth is his footstool. Jesus is sitting at the right hand. I want you to get the picture here that when we look at him and when we talk to him and when we start praying this prayer, next, tomorrow, next week I'm going to give you the part two of this prayer, but the first part of this prayer deals with us first acknowledging God as our Father. And the only way that you and I will ever get the prayer right is if we get our attitude right about our father that I need to be saved and then if I am saved that I that now I have a holy reverence for my father in other words I got to stop playing in my prayer time are you with me look what he says I'm going on he says hallowed be your name notice my prayer starts off with acknowledging my dependence. Watch this. My, watch this. My knowledge of the fact that I do have a heavenly father. But not only do I have a father, but he says, Hallowed. This is a very common passage, but it's so misinterpreted. Hallowed be thy name. That word hallowed means holy. It means consecrated. So in other words, the Hebrew people, they respected God so much that they would not say his whole name. That's why they would say Yahweh. They would not, they would not use the syllabus in his name. Are you with me? They would not, watch this, they, his name was so holy to them that they respected him as God. So here's the thing, he says, hallowed be thy name. This means that we're paying attention to the one that we're talking to. Hallowed be thy name. So the second thing is, pray that we would keep his name holy. Whew, my gosh. You know, we defend a lot of things, but we don't defend God. We allow people to use jokes. Oh, my God. OMG. We allow people to cuss with, oh, Jesus. Come on, somebody. We, 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 we even do it sometimes. Amen. He's our father and we have his name. So therefore, we don't want to bring shame to his name. Listen, may I say this to you? His name is holy. His name is holy. And when we open our mouth to use his name, we should reverence his name as holy. I believe this is why we haven't been getting no prayer answered. 
because we have not acknowledged him as father. We depend on him when things are going well, but when things are bad, do you still call him? Do you still hallow his name? Or yeah, amen. Or do you get mad at him? Or do you start panicking? And when you do not hold his name as holy, there's a problem. Because God says, I am holy, and therefore you shall be holy but you shall hallow my name. I don't think you're getting it. But you got to get this one. Pray. God, help me today to keep your name holy. Help me today, Father God, to keep your name holy. Help me, Lord, not to live a life that, watch this, that makes your, that brings shame to your name. Help me that the words that come out of my mouth, amen, because I have your name, God. Help me not, amen, to act a fool up in here, up in here. Help me, God, amen, not to get angry and sin and watch this and cause shame to come to your name. Help me, God, that I know that I call myself a Christian on Sunday, but on Monday morning, I'm still carrying your name, God. So help me to hallow your name while I'm walking in the world, God. Help me to hallow your name that my light will shine so that men would see and come and glorify the Father who's in heaven because your name is attached to me. It's stuck to me. Come on, somebody. But if I keep praying this every day. God, teach me to hallow your name. 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 Lord, teach me to be holy. Teach me to be like you, Lord Father God. Lord, I want to do right, but it just seems like evil is present, Lord. Teach me to hallow your name. And as I hallow your name, God, I know now, watch this, I got a purpose. I, I know that I'm connected to the family of God. And while being connected to the family of God, I can, I can walk by faith. I can walk by faith. I can overcome these obstacles because your name is attached to me. And when your name comes, demons get to moving. Hallelujah. The devil gets to moving. Why? Because your name, God, the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess the name of Jesus. His name is holy, y'all. And he says you are holy. And not only are you holy, but you're set apart. So he says, learn how to, listen, focus in in these coming weeks. And when we pray on the prayer line, we're going to pause to hollow his name. When we get on the prayer line, we're going to acknowledge him, Lord. We, we, you, you are my father, Lord. You are our father, Lord. And Lord, we're not depending on nobody else, Lord. We're not depending on that job. We're not depending on that whatever it may be. We are depending on you. And God, you said before a word comes out of our mouth, Lord, you know all about it. <laughs> so guess what I'm going to do, Lord? I'm going to spend time doing something more meaningful than repeating a bunch of words that you're not hearing anyways. So what I'm going to do, Lord, <laughs> is I'm going to holler your name, <laughs> 
I'm going to say you are holy. You are righteous. You're Il Ilyon. You're Il Shaddai. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're Jehovah Tiskanu. You're the God that was before and behind. You're the God that looks, sits high and looks low. Your name is so holy, God, that when I call your name, God, I realize that I'm calling on the one who created everything, the one who could take breath out of my life, the one who breathed life into my nostrils, the one who regenerated me. I'm talking about a God that's holy. I'm talking about a God that's right. I'm talking about a God who's available. I'm talking about a God that can change you, saints. Pray. I was a little hesitant about this message because I said, Lord, they already know this, but no, we don't know this. We don't know this like this. We talk about it, but we have not done it. And can you imagine if we live, all of us starting to live, hallowing his name? Your name be holy today, Lord. Your name is attached to me. So guess what? The way I talk. The way I walk, the way I live, what I think. Hello, somebody. If God was to arrest you for your thoughts right now, would you go to jail? Amen. Here's the thing. People use his name in jokes. Amen. You know what hallelujah, you know, what's his name? Be making hallelujah, hallelujah, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyler Perry. You don't understand what hallelujah really means. Let me tell you what hallelujah means. It is the highest praise that you could ever give to God. When you open your mouth to say hallelujah, it's the highest praise. Nothing you can do can top that, but we make jokes about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. It's the highest praise. See, there's a time for play and there's a time to get serious. And what I realize is that maybe my prayer, maybe I could be further along in my change if I stop thinking about me. And thinking about how I represent God. He says, hallowed be thy name. Now watch this. Watch what he says next. Now notice, he, he's telling us to pray this. And if you pray this every morning thinking about this, it will change your life. He says, thy, your or thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come. And I'm almost done. Thy kingdom come or your kingdom come. So the next thing we got to do, and we got to pray for. Pray that we would promote. Let, Let me say this. We're asking God for things. we're not asking for it for his kingdom that's why you never got it and some of you got some stuff recently but you're messing up 
Let me just let you know you're messing up. And I want to let you know why I say that. Because here's the thing. It was given to you so that you can use it for his kingdom. Listen, listen. Here's the thing. When I read this prayer, I said, man, I've been off. Uh, I said, man, Jesus said, pray his kingdom come. I got to be about what? Promoting God's kingdom. Watch this. Before we focus on our interests, we are to give our attention to God's will and pray that it will be done. Watch this. This prayer so far is all about God. Come on, somebody. What does this mean to make him what does this mean? It means to make him priority. That we commit to him totally. So that we can accomplish his will. He can accomplish his will through you. Listen. Ministry should be on your mind. Oh, church should be on your mind. I'll say it one more time. Ministry, God, let me promote your kingdom today. Let me tell somebody about the ministry that God has given me. God's kingdom will reign, but we must pray for the promotion of it. You notice ever since we started praying for this kingdom, oh somebody going to get it here in a minute. Y'all going to make me run and jump around here in a minute. Break out a holy dance on y'all. You ever notice ever since we started stop praying for a building and we start praying for the kingdom, what's been happening every Sunday? New faces. Souls getting saved. Come on, somebody. You're changing. How many been changed? You're changing. Amen. If it wasn't for the prayer line, you would have cussed. But you restrain yourself because you say, Lord, you know what? You know what? Today I'm going to pray. Not for my job. Not for my mama. Not for my daddy. Not for nobody. But, Lord, I want to pray for your kingdom. You, when was the last time you prayed for his kingdom? His kingdom, because his kingdom has to have rule in this world. And we, oh watch, these chairs going to fill up after a while, watch. We have to be about his kingdom. Promote God's kingdom. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And I'm done, I'm going to sit down. Your will be done. Watch this now. Now I'm saying Jesus is telling us to pray for the promotion of his kingdom. Now you want to you know why he told his disciples contextually? Uh, I'll give you the historical context. Because ever since Christianity began, Christians have been persecuted. 
Listen, from the first century to the second century to now. And, but it took people, see, when they, when they first got this, when the disciples first got this, they didn't understand it because he wasn't dead yet. But it was after he died that they started praying for his kingdom to come. That his will, can I ask you something? I know you're in your stuff, but are you seeking God's will or are you seeking your own will? So the next thing we got to pray for, next week I'll, I'll finish it off. Pray that God's will would be a priority to us. Listen, you're not square just because you want his will be done. Amen. But here's the thing. God's will is this. That the lost will be saved. God's will is to build his church. But the gates of hell. Come on somebody will not prevail over his kingdom. But God's will, saints, is for you and I to get to know him better so that we can. See, I realize something. I can't seek first his kingdom if I'm not praying for his agenda to be in my life. Does that make sense? I cannot seek first the kingdom of God and see all these things added to me if I'm still praying about my little petty stuff. And so what God is telling us today, Lord, teach me to pray. See, I thought I knew how to pray until I studied this. And I realize that I don't really know how to pray. I've been praying. And I've been studying. And I've been doing all this stuff. But when I looked at this, I said, Lord, from today on, I will always start my prayer. Our Father. I will acknowledge you. I will adore you. I will seek your kingdom. I will keep your name holy. I will promote your kingdom. But lastly, I will make your will my priority. Listen. If you ever get this and you get off of your agenda and you pray, Lord, teach me to pray, then he will give you everything you ever asked for. A power of attorney is a legal right to sign on someone else's behalf. 
That's exactly what happens when you pray. When Christians pray, our Father, the Holy Spirit delivers our prayer to the Father. But before God responds, he looks over to Jesus and asks him if he is signing the note. And Jesus is our power of attorney. He is the one who signs off on our prayer. You got to give him the power of attorney. As I close today, I want to encourage you all to take seriously how you pray. And then ask God, Lord, teach me to pray. Give God a hand clap of praise tonight, today.